1: to The RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by fantasydraft.com. Use the promo code RotoScore for a 100% deposit bonus over at fantasydraft.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh HayesFS. Benny, welcome to 2016 NBA DFS
2: yeah tonight needs to be a good night. i'm I'm a very superstitious person, so you know how like baseball teams say the you know first batter of the season is gonna predict how your season goes and all that stuff. So this is the first NBA DFS slate of the season. so hopefully it's a good one and hopefully it's a you know predictor of good things to come for me and everybody else listening out there.
1: Awesome, you know what? um what I'm going to do is I'm gonna play uh, like a head to head matchup against a dummy lineup. And um, I'm going to dominate, and that way I set the tone for the season. What, what you do you go. think get, about that?
2: Get that first win under your belt. Get a get a little ROI coming in. I like it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're like, dang, I smacked this dude, you know. And it's actually your own dummy lineup that you that you created there on DraftKings or something like that. And but the only the only thing that matters is that it was domination, and you set the tone. You know, more important than anything else. So. It's,
2: it. it's better to be one and zero than zero and one.
1: Exactly. No matter who the opponent is, you know. Mm-hmm. If you, if you d- set up a head-to-head matchup against your mom, you know, and if she doesn't complete her lineup, that's not your fault, you know. So uh, there, there you have it. All right, I uh, gotta let you know, as always, the Roto Wire Defense Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher for your and convenience. So don't forget to share and subscribe. Leave us five stars. We definitely appreciate it. We're gonna kick off this giant slate here. Five teams. I'm sorry. Five games in action. Ten teams. On the docket here, Orlando at Washington, Charlotte at Toronto, Dallas at Miami, the Knicks at the Bulls, and the uh, 2016 NBA Finals preview, Philly at LA. We'll start the point guard position here, Benny. Let's go ahead and talk about the, your top options here for the new year.
2: All right. I'm actually going to start in the middle because Ish Smith has been an absolute stud mm-hmm. since coming over from the trade and taking over the full-time point guard duties. He's playing over 30 minutes to game. His price is starting to come up. We're not getting him at the $4,000 range anymore on DraftKings. You know, he's up to, I think, almost, he was 56 last night. I'd assume that his price is going to climb up into the six thousands, um, if not for this slate, definitely pretty soon. But let's look at what he's done. He had thirty minutes thirty-one minutes at a minimum. He's playing about thirty-two minutes a game over the last three since he came over and you know took over the starting job. He's averaging about seventeen fantasy points a game. He's averaging about eight assists a game, getting you three rebounds, hitting a couple threes, coming up with uh, you know, two steals or blocks combined per game. So he's giving you around, you know, forty fantasy points every time he goes out there. So At 40 fantasy points, if he's less than 6,500, he's still a pretty good play. We know we've been targeting point guards against L.A. all season long, and we know it's a high-paced team. We know they're going to be paced up here a little bit. So, I mean, I think all signs are pointing to Ishmith being another start for us on, uh, on this slate to start the new year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ishmith, um, an absolute killer. Do I think he can continue this pace? No. Am I concerned about it for this matchup? No, because it's the LA Lakers, and we know they've been in an absolute turnstile at the point guard position all season long. We don't have any confidence in anybody named Lou Williams, anybody named DeAndre Russell, or whoever else they decide to roll out. This is how bad, by the way, the LA Lakers are at the point guard position. All right, Denver Nuggets, they're number two. All right, at 44.69, fancy points allowed per 48 minutes, according to FanDuel scoring. OK, the, the, the gap between everybody here is uh, in the top five per se or any position rather going all the way down to the number one NBA is about a, a one point to, to a half of a point. Okay, so for instance, the Phoenix Suns are third worst. They're at 43.67 fancy points allowed per game. Okay, Denver Nuggets is 44.69, so essentially one point. All right, LA Lakers are giving up almost 50 points 49.94 fancy points per game per 48 minutes. That's a full five points, so they're five times worse than the next team in any spot um on the dvp list all right so you know say what you want about dvp a lot of people like to say hey you know it's not a true indicator of how bad teams are in the lakers case yeah it is it is an absolute indicator you should be jamming against the la lakers at the point guard position and you have a great play in ish smith um who is an absolute value option you know when you go 6x 9.4x and 7.6x and back-to-back spots and they jump the price up 800 dollars, and you still you're still balling um, that just says to me, like, max exposure. I, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say 100% exposure for the new year. Are you with me here?
2: For Ish Smith, you're talking? Yes. Yeah, without a dime. I had a 100% exposure to him in the last two games, so I'm not going to stop now.
1: Right, exactly. And you know what? And for a GPP perspective, GPP purposes to um, JJ Brad does it again back on the train here as well. Um, there are three out of the fast four ga- uh, games there, 7.9 X, 8.9 and 14.7 X. Obviously the price has risen because they've seen the minutes increase. But um, if he's going to go tw- you know, score tw- a minimum of 23 points in three out of the past four games and just ball out of control right now, which is what he's doing. He's got 22, 23 threes made in, th- in the past four games. And one of those games, he only made one tray that down game against Milwaukee. So um, there's another guy for GPP purposes that you could sort of pair. You want to go super cheap and then save all your money, money value for, you know, James Harden at the shooting guard position uh, mm-hmm. here, or, you know, Paul Gasol up top, um, you know, at your power forward spot, you know, even, you know, mix in John Wall. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, throw one of the guards in the utility, or, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I guess you could throw Smith and JJ Barrett at guard and utility. You can come up with all kinds of great options because of the uh, cost saving that you're able to accrue um, for the for the time being while supplies last. I think we should say on Ish Smith and uh, JJ Barra. So uh, th- there's some uh, max exposure for you there. Are you in on John Wall as a as a top option if you're going to sort of pair him with um, you know some of the cheapies that we talked about here?
2: Yeah, he's he is getting a little expensive, but I mean this guy is putting up double-doubles every game. He's getting you double-digit assists. He's scoring you know, close to 20 points, a little bit above, a little bit below in most of his recent games. Um, He's getting you like five or six rebounds as well. He's adding in a couple steals and blocks. So he's been putting up, let's see, he's got 50 fantasy points in four of his last five. Uh, The floor for him in his last seven games is a 44 fantasy point effort, Um, and that actually came against the San Antonio Spurs, who we talked about all season is you know, you can, you can excuse guys for not playing well against the Spurs because they are that good defensively. So I think that he's more, I mean, I even think he's, you know, he's a solid cash game play because he's basically been giving you about 5X or more every time he goes out there. The upside isn't huge because his price has really jumped up to kind of go along with the new role that he has where he's playing, you know, he's being a little more aggressive offensively without Bradley Beal in there. You know they've been playing without a lot of their options. Getting Otto Porter back gives them another scorer, so that could help. But um, I have no problem with Wall. I'm probably only using him in cash, but I think he's a great cash play. I don't think I'm going to be using him in GPPs because I think there's a couple cheap guys that can give you, you know, the high upside. Like you mentioned, Berea. We talked about Ish Smith, but even Aaron Brooks. If Derek Rose is out again. You know, Aaron Brooks is dirt cheap. I think he was $3,500 last night. My guess is he'll probably come up a little bit off of that effort, but he was the same price as Sean Livingston. The Derrick Rose news didn't come out until after lineup lock. But again, if you're playing on a site like DraftKings, you know, I think it's always a good idea when there's late breaking news to come out to have some exposure to the guy who's going to benefit from it. Because most people aren't using the late swap and aren't changing their lineup. And if in a situation like last night where everybody had Sean Livingston at 7 o'clock as their cheap value option in order to fit in the studs, if you had switched over to Aaron Brooks at that point in time, you know you would have had a 22-point lead on everybody, the 70% of people in your 50-50s and the 40% of people in your tournaments who took Sean Livingston. And, you know, by getting the better game out of Brooks, you would have given yourself a big leg up and, you know, probably wound up cashing. In the last two games, Brooks played 26 minutes and 40 minutes. He put up 28 and 39 fantasy points. So at 3,500 or below 4,000 or, heck, probably even below 5,000 with, uh, you know, the way he's been playing, I think he's an option that you also really, really have to consider. So that's uh, about it. The only other guy I'd, I want to throw at you as well, how do you feel about Kemba Walker up top? Because he's been really, really good lately. I don't love this matchup against Kyle Lowry. I but, I mean, know. he had a matchup against Chris Paul last night, right? And and did well. Was that the right matchup? Who am I thinking?
1: Uh, let me see here. It was against Chris Paul. Chris yeah. Paul hasn't been playing Chris Paul defense like he has. But That yeah, is true. Um, yeah. But having said that, 6.5, 8.6, and six point two in the last three contests, the price has risen, and for good reason, because you know you've got a forty-seven, a sixty-three, and a forty-six in the mix there. For that's value across the board, cash and GPP uh, as well. So yeah, I'm I'm willing to roll him against Kyle Lowry for sure. Yeah, um, you you take a look at the discount that you're going to get. Um, you know, let's say the price you know jumps up even to eight K, um, and you know you you as a you know price comparison to Kyle Lowry, you're going to pay into the eighty four hundred range uh for for Kyle Lowry for which is probably less production he did have a 55 point game in there but then it was 25 33 then 43 then 27 so Kyle Lowry's been you know inconsistent for sure and you know GPP at best if you wanted to tell me you were going to lock in Kyle Lowry I'm sorry uh Kemba Walker as your cash gameplay to save some cash over John Wall I would have no issue with that at all all right, um, I believe we're done here at the point guard position, so we will move forward to the shooting guard slate here. Um, let's talk about some some big dudes up here. We got uh, Kobe Bryant, believe it or not. Are you, are you in on Mamba as, as shooting guard eligible um, against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers at home?
2: I mean, he's been pretty good, but if you look at his game log, pretty good with his price up again. Like when he was down in the 5,000s, I actually used him a few times. He's back up in, like, the mid-sixes right now. So he's been putting up, like, 25 to 30 fantasy points a game, playing, like, 25 to 30 minutes. To me, that's still a little bit too expensive for him. I mean, he's given you, like, four to five times value, but I really want guys that are going to give me at least five or more for cash and guys that can give me six or more with the upside of seven or eight for a tournament. And I don't really see him having that as long as everybody's healthy. And you have... Jordan Clarkson healthy, you have Lou Williams healthy, D'Angelo Russell has been playing pretty well, so you know I don't really think that I'm going to be using him. Um, I actually prefer, you know, for a couple hundred bucks more, you can get Dwayne Wade, who's somebody that I know is going to see more minutes and get higher usage, Um, and then even for a couple hundred bucks more above that, last year, if you guys remember, whenever Derrick Rose was out, there was like a good month-long stretch towards the beginning of the season where Jimmy Butler was playing like he was the best player in the entire NBA. So whenever there's no Derrick Rose, I always like to roll out Jimmy Butler. I don't think he's too expensive at 7,500 here. You know, the matchup against Aaron Aflalo for the Knicks, Aaron Aflalo is getting a little long in the tooth. His defense isn't what it was a couple years ago when he was, uh, you know, like a lockdown defender. So I would much rather roll out Dwayne Wade against Dallas or Jimmy Butler against you know the the Knicks than I would Kobe uh I do want to ask you about another guy because the one guy who I've been on the fence about in this matchup is DeMar DeRozan who's probably going to see a little bit of Nick Batum defense for um Charlotte you know DeRozan was really really good last night and he's been solid lately I just don't know if I love the matchup I think it's going to be a little bit of a slower pace in that game and I think he's got a you know a tough defender on him so i don't know if i'd be willing to pay up for him which is kind of why i like butler and wade the most
1: yeah you know what that's a little bit tougher for uh, uh as a call uh overall jimmy butler for for me uh against Aaron Fall you, you you just nailed it on the head uh there as well nick batum is an, an excellent defender so that to give me some some pause and the other thing too you, t- you take a look at some of the other options there um you know uh, another guy that we sort of uh, we're on the train. Then we had to get off the train. Then maybe, uh, maybe it uh, might be time to pay a little bit more attention since the price has, has come down from the 5,800 range. Is uh, is West, Ma- West Matthews just sitting in there at 5K? Uh, okay, game against Golden State, but you know that game got out of hand really quick, so it could have been better. He only played uh, 25 minutes. He's been over 32 plus for quite some time now. And the game before that against Milwaukee gets full complement of minutes 32, and you know, and he's in a groove in terms of three point shooting as well. Scored 32 fantasy points. That was good for 6.2x and. And you, you take a look at the three-point volume there uh, as well. we got 8, 10, 15, 18 threes made in the last six games. And two of those games, um, one against Brooklyn and one against Milwaukee, where he hits five trays in a game. So super cheap um, at the uh, sh- shooting guard position there uh, as well. And so I would much rather you know, you know um, spend down to that spot rather than uh, have to figure out you know if you can sort of justify the price uh, for DeMar DeRozan, who, by the way, had a very nice game. Uh, yesterday with uh, with, uh, Mm -hmm. 34 points scored here. So um, that's how I'm um, basically approaching it. Any other cheapies that we could talk about, aside from a guy like Wes Matthews, that you might be interested in?
2: Yeah, um, there's basically two guys who kind of stand out to me on the cheap end. One because I really like him, and another guy because I I just don't know. So the guy that I really like is actually Tyler Johnson. And the reason for that is... You got Justice Winslow out right now. I think the original thought, and you and I, I think, talked about this yesterday, is that Gerald Green was probably going to pick up those extra minutes. But based on what I've seen recently, it kind of looks like Tyler Johnson's the one who's getting the extra minutes and the extra court time. He played 30 minutes last game against Memphis, who's usually a pretty tough defense. And he put up 24 fantasy points, um, you know, 13 points. He did hit three threes, which is not something I would expect from him all the time. But he grabbed three or four rebounds. He had a couple assists, if I remember, right in that game. You know, nothing spectacular, but this is a guy who's like 36, 3700, and is getting you 20 fantasy points. So I think Tyler Johnson would be the guy that I'd look at the most down there. The other guy who stands out when you look at it based on his recent game logs and stuff is House Thompson from Philadelphia. But I don't know if I can really trust him. I mean, maybe for a tournament if you want to go that way because he has seen a couple games recently where he's played 30, 35 minutes. But, like, what happened to him last game? Like, last night against Sacramento, which is a game that people finally did start talking about him, you know, he only played, like, 20 minutes. So I don't know if his minutes are safe enough for me to really trust him. But I do think he could be one of those cheap salary-saving kind of options if you needed one on the slate. But for me, I'd still rather pay up for some of the guys we first talked about.
1: All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm the, I don't think I'm going to be like you know getting a little bit too risky here with a five game slate because you don't want any any real holes to anybody else is sort of able to nail down you know mm-hmm. some some of the better options um, um in this spot too. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to probably stick to you know keep it keeping it simple there with you know Butler if you want to go Mamba who um, who's been hitting the price tag uh, they're in a fairly decent level you know fifty five point five four to 5.5 with a 7.3 mixed in here since the 22nd. I'm okay with that. I don't really feel like I I can trust Kobe on a consistent basis, so that would be GPP only for me. And then if I want to mix sprinkle in a little West Matthews, then uh, I might be inclined to do so. All right, before we move forward to the small forward position here, gotta let you know uh, that it's the new year. And if you guys are ready to get started off the right on the right foot, like we've talked about here, um, why not do it so do so with RotoWire.com with their free 10-day trial for all their lineup optimizers, uh, for their customizers of league projections, for their complete draft kits, for everything you need for DFS and season long. Check out the lineup optimizers for free on a 10-day trial. Just go to RotoWire.com/pod and get the optimizers set up for NBA and NBA, I'm sorry, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, up to the mid-depth charts, all the greatest information. You want to know how the depth charts are shaking? out with Chicago and who who can get some extra minutes there. Um, We have all that information that you need, free 10-day trial. Check it out now, rotowire.com slash pod. Tell them Benny and Josh sent you. All right, small forward position is up here, Benny. Let's talk about what you're going to do at the swingman position in the new year.
2: Yeah, I think the guy who's going to be the popular, you know, little bit of a salary-saving kind of option is going to be Chandler Parsons. But I actually think there are some other guys that we can look at especially for tournaments and maybe even for cash, who I like a little bit better. Um, Evan Fournier is down to 5500 so he's basically the same price that Chandler Parsons is right now. And in one, two, three, four, five, six straight games, he's put up at least 30 fantasy points, got at least 5.5x. In a couple of these games, he's got up to about 7x. He's up to play in 30 minutes again. Um, basically, in the last six games, he hasn't played less than 31 minutes, played as many as 40. He's putting up double-digit fantasy points, he's giving you five or six assists, he's giving you three or four rebounds, coming up with a couple steals every game, so I think Fournier is probably even a better play than Chandler Parsons. The other guy in that exact same price range is Otto Porter, who's down to 5,600 the last two games as well. He's played in the mid-30s minutes, both of those games, put up 20 real-life points in both of those games, and finished with like 35 to 40 fantasy points in both those games, so... I think of the three guys there in that price range, i probably like Chandler Parsons the least amongst uh, Otto Porter, Chandler Parsons, and um, Evan Fortier with the way those three guys have been playing lately. So I think there's a lot of viable options that you can consider down there. Um, One other guy who I want to throw in that's a little bit of a cheaper option that I have on my list here, and it depends on how much we're going to get out of Jaleel Okafor in that game, but uh, Jeremy Grant is somebody who... Whenever he sees big minutes has been putting up some pretty good numbers. Put up 47 fantasy points last night for only $4,000. The last time he played close to 30 minutes, he put up 30 fantasy points against Chicago when his price was above $5,000. So, getting this guy below 4,000 now when we've seen his price in the mid 5s already this season, you know, you know if he's given the minutes, he can put up 20 to 25 fantasy points pretty easy. And if you can continue to get him for only 4000 I think that he's got to be somebody you can look at. As long as you're sure he's still going to get minutes. When Okafor comes back, he's the one who usually gets squeezed out. But as long as Okafor is limited, I think he's another guy you can look at.
1: Yeah, Lakers in the bottom six and in, in uh, fancy points allowed to the small forward position there. So Jeremy Grant um, is a is a fine play. I would probably trust him more for GPPs than cash, um, but I I love the call there as well. Some guy that's a little bit that you ha- sort of have to step out on in terms of you know trusting the production because the the, the, the price is sort of in the middle there. Is not a like a, a super expensive guy, but not a great value. I mean, he's projected number two uh, in, in in total fancy points here uh for the the new year here and that's tobias harris against washington auto porter like i said has been a welcoming doormat at the small four position second the only people only team that gives up more fancy points to the opposing uh small four position is uh by the way the washington wizards and auto porter so tobias harris should definitely be in the mix there i know he actually plays some stretch four in some spots uh rather than just a three but he is small forward eligible um on fanduel and you know they can mix and match their lineup uh, there uh, as well at the four with Aaron Gordon and uh, Channing Frye and whatnot, so he could see some minutes. He's been consistently paying off like four to four, four to five x um, in this price point, but you know the price has come down from from uh, sixty five hundred down to sixty three, so you're saving a couple hundred bucks and you're getting the second best defensive matchup on the board uh, there as well. So something else to uh, to give some consideration to, uh, at least for GPPs in my mind uh, at the small forward position. Any other guys that you want to touch on before we move forward?
2: No, I'll small forward. That's about it. There's a lot of power forwards that I do like, that.
1: Yeah, so maybe you might be better off just, uh, you know, staying safe and uh, not not taking too much of a of a, a salary risk. Although Carmelo Anthony is the top projected small forward there, you know, he's you're going to have to pay a pretty penny. And I don't think I really want to pay 8,300 for what just seems like to be at max five and a half times value. You know, he mm. hasn't he hasn't really hit 50 fancy points in. Over two weeks, uh, yeah, there as well. So I actually,
2: you know. I actually don't hate Carmelo for cash, although I'm a little concerned he might see some Jimmy Butler defense, mm-hmm. and I don't like messing with anybody who's going to see some Jimmy Butler defense.
1: I don't like messing around with anybody who's going to see Jimmy Butler defense either. Uh, so, uh, so you know what though, it's a little bit strange taking a look at the projection too. Is like so you're going to have to like w- work it out on your own because, um, you know, all things considered. Jimmy Butler is a has been playing the two and guarding twos for the most part, but I could totally see him sliding over and and, and guarding Carmelo at the three. But then when the uh the Knicks play the lineup they want to play, they play Carmelo at the four. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit weird how they would just you know that would actually match up. Paul Gasolik on, on Carmelo Anthony. I don't know if they would actually roll that out defensively. So that would be something to pay attention to if you're watching that game to see who ends up starting, who gets the minutes for the Knicks, and how they match up defensively with each other. Because if you want to shut down Carmelo Anthony, you want Jimmy Butler on him, but it's going to be very weird if he's actually playing the four in that lineup.
2: Yeah, which is, which is also why um... – you know, moving on to talk about some, some power forwards here. That's also why I think this could be a sneaky good game for Porzingis because I think they're going to need him out there on the floor a lot in order to keep that, uh you know, keep that lineup the way they want it to. So even though he's been bad lately, you know, I actually don't hate him here, although I don't love his price on a lot of sites. The sites where his price has come down, I think he can put up 30 to 40 fantasy points in this game. Some, some places he's gotten so ridiculously high price that I don't even think that's going to be enough.
1: All right, um, I'm with you for the, for, uh, for, for the most part on that. So before we dive into Power Forward, as many mentioned here, uh, I want to quickly let you know that if you're struggling like uh, you are, maybe you don't want to use some of these ugly small forwards in your lineup, why not take advantage of the most flexible lineup format that's available out there in DFS at FantasyDraft.com, giving you all the freedom that you want to choose the players that you want, The one of the largest payout zones in the DFS industry, giving you at least a 25% uh, win rate in their game or, or payout zone in their game. Guaranteed contest gives you more chances for you to win, keeping the, level field, the playing field level over at FancyDraft.com by capping the entries at just 20 users per contest and with a awesome uh, deposit bonus, one of the best deposit bonuses in the industry, and you can take advantage of that by using the promo code RotoScore for a 100% deposit bonus over at FancyDraft.com, And keep an eye out, too, for those rake-free contests that they always like to throw in there, especially uh, in the uh, NFL format. So, FancyDraft.com promo code ROTOSCORE, 100% deposit bonus. Tell them Josh and Benny sent you once again. We're sending you everywhere where there's great deals. All right, power forward is up. Benny, let's talk about, um, we talked about Pau Gasol, here really back. We talked about poor Zingad that we, that, um, that we touched on here. Um, Who else is going to be an option that we need to sort of uh, take a look at here for Friday night, Friday night action.
2: I mean, like I said, I have a lot of them here. I don't hate Chris Bosh up at the top. Uh, his last game against Memphis, which, you know, we talked about, they went back to the Zach Randolph and Gasol lineup with Barnes out. And the defense looked a lot better than it had, you know, all those other games where they've been going with four guys and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, trying to play that small ball kind of lineup, which has helped them on offense but hurt them on the defensive end. So I think Bosch is in a decent spot here. Uh, Dallas is not great against the power forward spot. So, you know, he's going to have uh, Dirk Nowitzki guarding him for some good portions of this game. He should be able to put up numbers. You have Nerlens Noel, who's a little bit cheaper at 6K. He's been unbelievable the last couple games with, uh, you know, Julia Okafor out. His minutes have come up a little bit, but not all that much. But his production is so much better. And I don't even think it's just with Okafor out. I think it also coincides with Ish Smith. The two of them seem to work pretty well together. They're getting a lot of those alley-oop dunks in there. You know, I think Ish trusts Nerland's athleticism to put the ball up there and let him go get it. And I think Nerland's is, you know, hitting the basket a lot more, knowing that he's going to get those passes if he's open. So I think the two of them have been working real well together. So as long as he stays below like six thousand dollars on DraftKings and you know right around six K on FanDuel, like he's been a guy that's been on winning rosters for basically every day this week. So I think you gotta like Nerlands. And then even going a little cheaper, you got like Taj Gibson who's been putting up five to seven X value in six of his last seven. You know, he's playing over thirty minutes right now, putting up around double digit rebounds, putting up around double digit points. You know, he doesn't have huge upside. He's not going to get you 50 fantasy points, but 25 to 30 at, you know, $5,000, six less than $6,000 is pretty solid. You have uh, Cody Zeller playing bigger minutes now that, um, you know, Al Jefferson's out. He's playing close to 30 minutes a game, putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points and doing it at 4,600, less than 5,000 for the last couple games. So I think he's another guy you can look at there. And then Bobby Portis, who's everybody's favorite punt play, Still below $4,000, played 25, 26 minutes the last two games, and finished with 25 to 30 fantasy points in both of them, giving you 7X value for less than 4K. Um, so if you need a punt option, I think he's a guy that you got to look at there because he's getting more minutes and, you know, he's been producing with them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Bobby Portis, uh, 7X value paid off in back-to-back contests and, you know, had that big 13X game that he broke out with, in, with his uh you know, a uh, big minute roll debut. He, has, he had played in like four separate games, but it was all sparingly. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely like him. Uh, GPP only for me because the minutes can be a little bit inconsistent there. Does have a 10 and 14 minute game here in, in the last uh, 10 days or so. Uh, but yeah, definitely something that could be a cost saver and a, and a helpful GPP winner if he saves you enough cash to, to roll some bigger suds into your lineup. Uh, gotta say here that you know one of the top projected players that we have on the board is Chris Bosch. They're against Dallas defense. There, Dallas I believe has been in, um, they've been improving, but uh, they're still in the bottom five in terms of uh, fancy points allowed to opposing fours. Dirk Nowitzki is never going to be a lockdown guy, and they've been playing with a ton of pace as of late. So, but, uh, Bosch, if you want to pay up or if you have some salary that you're looking to spend there, um, it's not terribly expensive, by the way, um, for uh, Power Forward. Oh, quick disclaimer, too, about Pagasol. Gasol. Power Forward eligible on FanDuel... Um, center eligible on DraftKings. I mentioned him here at the top of the position uh, board there, so just want to clarify that as well, since we're mostly be going through a lot of DraftKings pricing here. Um, but yeah, if you want to take advantage, Fandle's the spot for power forward for, for Pau Gasol. Uh, other thing I, I wanted to also mention here is Julius Randle. Uh, popped up one of the, one of his best games of the season. Hit the double-double bonus with 15 and 12 and four assists. Uh, good for 37 fantasy points. Uh, 37 and a half fantasy points. That is um, his second highest total for this four our third highest total for December. He has a 40 and a 44 game um, when he was getting starters minutes, and he, he may be back to starters minutes because Larry Nance Jr. is battling a hamstring injury, um, and he is actually uh, – I'm sorry, a right ankle injury, excuse me, and is questionable for Friday Night's action. So if Ooh. I – yeah, so there you go. There's a little sneak preview for you there. Byron Scott on Wednesday said he was a little bit concerned, but Larry Nance Jr. said he's going to try to play. So pay attention to that. That could be some um, a little bit of a uh, sneak attack that you can get at like the 5,500 range. It was 56, priced at 5,600 on the 28th, down to 5,400 against Boston, and then put up almost 7X in that spot with the double-double. So there's, your, um, there's my little sneaky curveball. Um, that I'm going to throw in the mix uh, amongst the other options that we talked about at the power forward position. Anybody else that you want to talk about before we close it out here at the center spot?
2: No, I'm actually just admiring this Julius Randle call you just made right now and looking through his game logs because we've basically been talking about this for weeks. Like if this guy gets a couple extra minutes with the numbers he's putting up in 20 to 25 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, he could be a stud. So I'm – I was actually just looking through the Larry Nance and, Mm -hmm. you know, not that I have anything against Larry Nance Jr., but I'm kind of hoping that he can't play this weekend, Yes, yeah, I would like to use Randall.
1: Yes, I would like to use him as well. He, he's still an okay play, by the way, but just not nearly as a phenomenal GPP play if um, you know, he doesn't get the 30 plus minutes that we're look, yeah. looking for here.
2: His his upside if he gets a couple extra minutes though, I think is is enormous because remember, he's putting up these big games in 24 25 minutes. Yes. If he ever gets 32 33 minutes, you know, you could basically expect I mean, reasonably expect that he's going to get 25% more production from these 30, 35-point games, which would give him like a 50-point ceiling with the extra minutes if he has one of those big games when he's getting the extra
1: minutes. Yes, absolutely. You are 110% right about that. So um, that's how uh, I have this. Um, Shaking out overall. So we'll we'll see. That's going to be one of the the more important pivot points for my lineups in cash and GPPs, what happens with that news. All right, we're up to the center position here. Um, As sort of teased here a little bit, Pau Gasol is one of the top projected players, and with good reason there. Um, It's going to be very important to see, as we talked about how, uh, you know, at the small forward position, what happens with the Chicago Bulls, because if they want to roll Porzingat at center against Pau Gasol, I'm going to be jumping on the exposure here, uh, Benny. Mm -hmm. And even Robin Lopez. Who's um, uh, you know definitely a, a better defender um, in that spot. Um, the, the only issue that I have here is because Pacheco is priced at the point that he currently is, which is a pretty high watermark of seventy eight hundred on DraftKings price, and that I believe is his second highest price total of the season. He opened up at eight k, dipped all the way down to the seventy sixty eight hundred range, and then you know started started mashing uh, on teams like Denver, Charlotte, Phoenix, uh, there for, for you know five point seven to nine x. And now we're back in the – sort of in the middle here at 7,800, and he's been producing at roughly 5X. um, Did have a 6.5X against OKC, so you like that. Um, Indiana was a little bit of a letdown for what you paid. uh, But if they go par Zingot against him, I'm going to be loving that overall, and I'm going to try to make sure I get some exposure for sure. Uh, Your your thoughts on that play?
2: Yeah, I – You know, I had him a lot last night against Indiana. I mean, we talked about it on the pod yesterday that Indiana had been giving up a lot of points to centers. So he did disappoint me, but again, five and a half, five and a half, six and a half, five, eight point eight. That's been his return on value for the last five games. So for the last five games before Indiana, he gave you at least five times value, and he showed you a six and a half and an eight point eight upside that he has potential for. So I do. I think the same thing. I think the if if the Knicks want to keep Carmelo away from Jimmy Butler, they're going to have to go with the, the small ball lineup that they go with, where Carmelo plays the four and Porzingis plays the five, and I think that actually, you know, would help them on the offensive end. But I agree, it's going to hurt them if he's got to match up against Powell. I mean, Powell is a savvy veteran, and it's not just like you're calling him a savvy veteran. He's a savvy veteran that can still play too. I mean, he still has skills. He can hit the jump shot. He's going to get you a couple assists. He grabs a lot of rebounds. Um, I think he'll actually out-rebound Porzingis a lot if it's the two of them because he has, you know, he has a couple pounds on him and he also has, you know, the the veteran savvy to know how to get position and all that on the rookie. So I definitely think this could be a big game for him. I also like Vucevic, who's another guy that we talked about last night. Um, Washington plays at a high pace. I, I know Gertat's a pretty decent defender, but uh, Vucevic is about the same price as Powell. And in spots, I actually had him over Powell last night. And I think that, you know, he might even have a better matchup here in a, in a higher pace game, even though the defensive matchup's a little bit tougher. So I don't hate Vucevic either up there up top. You know, Whiteside is kind of polarizing for me. He's a little bit cheaper than those two guys. Uh, my biggest concern with Whiteside is something that we always talk about, is he doesn't always get the minutes. Um, I know he has been a, a little more often lately, but he's very inconsistent. He'll have a game where he puts up 40 or 50 fantasy points, so you like his tournament upside. But for GPP, um, for cash games, sometimes he only gives you like 20, 25, and sometimes he doesn't even play 30 minutes. He'll only play like 25. So I don't know if I can use him in cash, but I think for tournaments he's a guy I'll have exposure to as well.
1: Yeah, I like those plays there uh, overall. So I'm, I'm looking for Powell. Um, Hassan Whiteside to me is – interesting, but I think I'm going to limit him to GPP only because he's so uneven with some of the production there. In between 6x5, 6.5, and 7.8, you have a 5x, which is okay at 7.100, and then a 2.8 against Orlando. there, mm-hmm. and, then, and then the Memphis game where I was looking for, I tried to make an excuse for him to, to be a better player than he was, and he didn't totally crush you, but you really didn't get what you paid for with just 28.75 fancy points. He did hold a little bit of a block party this past two games, 10 blocks in the past two two there, and he's you know got a top three projection there as well but um i'm also going to be paying attention to see what happens here with the philadelphia 76ers and uh, whether or not they want to roll your little okafor back into the lineup here as well because if he's going to get closer to you know even 25 minutes he almost he just played just under 20 minutes in the last matchup and, and still double doubled there as well and if he gets into the mix here against um you know roy hibbert defense or who you know even julius randall out uh, you know depending on how they play their their power forward center matchups with norlands norlands well i'm going to be looking to get some exposure to the Okafor because we are, we're we getting a little bit of a discount this guy was you know down mm-hmm. to 6300 now could be could, price could go even lower since he didn't even hit mm-hmm. five times value and we were talking about a guy who was sitting at 7200 for a high watermark sure saving 900 dollars mm-hmm. if the price holds or goes lower um in that spot and you know Uh, L.A. Lakers, bottom six in the NBA in uh, DVP to opposing centers. So I'll be looking to get some exposure there if um, at all all possible. Um, Anybody else that we should be uh, sort of keeping tabs on here at the center position?
2: Yeah, um, Zaza Pachulia, I don't think you mentioned, is another guy who I'm looking at. His price is in the mid-fives. He's put up over 30 fantasy points. Actually, basically a consistent 34.5, 34, 36 Mm -hmm. in his last three games. So he's... You know, another guy who I actually have on my radar, a lot of people don't like playing him. He's given you 6x or better in the last three games that he's played, four of the last six that he's played. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he's somebody who's basically always in play for me. You know, his minutes are solid in the 25 to 30 range, and you know, his fantasy production's been pretty good. He's a little bit up and down. He does have some bad games every once in a while, but he's actually at the cheapest price that we've seen him at in a while at 56. Um, So I think that he's somebody at that price that I can look at. He doesn't have huge upside, but he can get you... I think he's too cheap that he can still get you like 6x for a tournament here, and I really like him for cash games as well.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think the way that we're looking at this here is perfect cash gameplay not' a, not you're never gonna get 7x upside for him unless he has like a career game uh, but or overall but you know for the prices you get him and if you don't want to go into the for whatever reason you spent other other cash at John wall and you know and shooting guard maybe Jimmy Butler or maybe power forward and you need to go cheaper you know, perfect option that you can sort of pivot to um, at, at that price point. So Palgasol Gasol um, is, is going to be one of my top options. I do like Vucci uh, and, and Whiteside, and I'm going to be keeping tags on Okafor, but if I have to get down cheaper than below that, Patchouli is, is definitely the guy that I want to look for in terms of exposure. Alright, um, I believe that does it for the first show of the 2016 season here, at Benny for the Wide DFS podcast. Thanks to everybody for uh, for uh, listening. Um, and by the way, a quick special that we still have going on, so just gotta let you guys know, by the way, anybody who's looking for a website right now, we still have a great deal going on with Wix.com. So no matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. They've been used by over 70 million people worldwide. Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. So if you wanna get started the right way in 2016, you wanna get the word out about your business, it all starts with a stunning website and with hundreds of designers, designer made customizable templates for you to choose from, the drag and drop editor, even video backgrounds, there's no coding needed. You don't need a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business or you're bound to be busy, too busy, too busy to be worry about your own budget, too busy about scheduling appointments, too busy to build a website for your own business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to WIX.com today to create your own website. The results will be stunning. And that is going to put the bow on today's show for the roto DFS podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to subscribe uh, uh, on Twitter to Benny at BennyR11. Send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening. There goes my (laughs) four. And we'll see you tomorrow.